the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. In today's world, there is much confusion as to what defines family, and Satan is determined to keep it that way. The good news is that the children of God have victory because we know that the family, as designed by God, will not be destroyed. As the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God, stand firm, set the spiritual tone, and be the role model for your families to the glory of God, thereby establishing legacies for your future generations. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander encourages us. Stop quarreling in front of your children. They should see peace. They should see calmness. And they should see you operating as a united front. Your kids are wiser than you give them credit for. They know how to play one against the other. And they checking you out while you making a fool out yourself. You got to grow up. Galatians 5.15. You said, where you get there? Galatians 5.15. But if you bite, that's what y'all doing. You bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Some of y'all in the house, you're not even talking. You bit each other up so much until one of them is gone and slept in the other room. Just tired of being bitten. You just bit up so much, you just can't have another bite. <laughs> or she can't have another bite. I don't care how, how serious a conversation gets. Amen. Y'all ought to still be able to go and sleep in that same bed. I've never told my wife I'm going to couch. I ain't going to nobody's couch. <laughs> she get in that bed and I get in that bed. We're in the same bed. That's right. That's right. That's right. Y'all running down to other rooms and all that kind of stuff. And what, what is that going to do? That's, that's silliness. Silly williness. Silly, 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 silly. And you go, oh, you in your own roomy room. And so that's supposed to make unity. What on this side of heaven are you doing? First Corinthians chapter three, verses one, two, and three. That's right from the scripture. First Corinthians chapter three, verses one, two, and three. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal as to babes in Christ, your spiritually babies. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. Been in the church 40 years and still carnal. Still a spiritual baby because you're not practicing the truth you read about. For where there are envy, look, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? If, if the Bible is 
what it claims to be, shouldn't it make your life better? Or is the issue is application because you don't apply what you have heard preached and what you read in your quiet time? How do you get a handle on conflict? Number 15, choose your battles wisely and allow the Lord to reveal which battles you should fight. Did you hear what I just said? Choose your battles what? And ask the Lord to reveal which battles you should fight. Refuse to fight over some of these little things can become big things. Like the thermostat. One is hot, one is cold. One is cold, one is hot. And you have a knockdown drag out over the temperature of the house. You have a knockdown drag out over the toothpaste. It's oozing all off the top and you left the top on with the toothpaste all around the edges, flowing all down the sides. And stuff all in the bowl, not washed out. <laughs> Leaving the toilet seat up. <laughs> Fighting. Yeah, women will fight about that. And I don't, and I don't blame them. <laughs> Some of y'all women ought to be saying amen. <laughs> you, y'all laugh because you know it's true. Or you fight over a slow-moving spouse. One of y'all is just as slow... I don't care what it can be. I, listen, the sky can be falling. <laughs> Honey, where's my sock? <laughs> Just, and you, you irritate your spouse to no end. You were, I, I know your mama had to bring you in real slow. <laughs> your labor t- pains went double. The labor pains of your mom. Driving. When, a, uh, when one of the spouse, the, the wife or the husband, if one is drunk, will you just be quiet and pray? <laughs> and the crazier they drive, uh, the more you pray. And, you know, you, both of you know how to get a certain place, and you got more than one direction to get there, and you saying go this way, and then saying go that way. Or uh, then the man say, I know what I'm doing, and he's 50 miles beyond. <laughs> Even with the GPS. <laughs> Big fights over driving. Fights over forgetfulness. Forget to take out the trash, that garage is stinking. Forget the milk, forget the eggs, forget, forget, forget. Forget to take the stuff out the oven that was set on 350 and the whole roast burn up. Dinner's gone. Forgetfulness brings about a lot of fight. Fights over the remote control. Now, you're not fighting over that too much now because you're so blessed. You can just go to the next room and the next room and the next room and the next room. But there was a time we didn't have all them rooms and all those TVs. You know? And God is saying, listen, pick your battles. Choose your battles wisely. Some things are not worth fighting over. Next point. 
Give each other some space and refuse to be clingy. The worst thing you can have is a clingy husband or a clingy wife. Uh, Talk, talk. (laughs) All right, you might be in trouble when you get home. Let your marriage breathe and don't choke the life out of it. Give each other, look, give each other time away. If you got your you, wife, you want your husband, if your wife want to go hang out with the girls uh, uh, every once in a while, this ought not be too frequent now, but sometimes <laughs> let her go. Uh, if he wants to go watch football with the guys and, and kind of hang out and have pizza and the salad over somebody's house and watch the game and you don't like football, you say, honey, go on. Let him have his space. Let him go to the game. The game ain't eternal. That's right. Allow your family member to visit his or her family if they just want to go away and see mom or dad or somebody. You know, it's wonderful when you go together all the time, but sometimes, you know, hey, honey, you can have a break. Just go, go on down there and see the children. Go see the grandchildren. I'll take care of the house. I'd love you, and uh, I can't wait to have you back. That's wonderful. <laughs> what y'all laughing at? <laughs> Give your spouse permission to attend a retreat for spiritual refreshment without it becoming a major issue. That's right. You know, that, that, that conference, that women's conference coming up at Alamo City, let her go. It's Friday night and Saturday morning. Let, help her go. Pay for the registration. Help her go. She's going to be a better wife when she comes back. I mean, we had a big crowd for this men's breakfast yesterday morning, and that man sure did speak. Ooh, he was awesome. And if your husband wasn't there, or your fiance, or whatever, listen, he would have been a better man had he shown up. Give each other some space. My wife, when she tells me, honey, Randy, whatever, I want to take the break and I'm gonna to go to Hill Country. I just want some time away with God and the books and yeah. Wherever she wanna go. She wanna go to his hills, she wanna to go to Moran, she wanna to go to some hotel somewhere. I let her go. I ain't calling her every five minutes. She ain't gotta worry about me texting her. <laughs> Emailing her either or nothing. She ain't worry about none of that. We got a cell phone and we I only call her if it's absa absa absolutely necessary. Some of y'all can go to Mo Ranch. I know we've had families that go to Mo Ranch and then uh, moment by moment accounts. You know, you, you're on a retreat and you got, listen, you got to be all, you got to be all there wherever you are. Release your spouse to grow up. Let them have times of spiritual refreshment. My wife want to get away. It ain't that she's sick and tired of me. I know that when she come back, she's, she's refreshed. And when she's refreshed, I'm more blessed. Amen. I ain't gonna what took you so long. It didn't take all that. Wait a minute. 
If she wanted something, she, she wanted to go to some retreat. She was a long-time friend, girlfriend she grew up with, and they went to this retreat center. She was talking about how I was up there and all the cold and all of this. Just I was just drooling about all of them. Wonderful. They were up there all the time, and they had a marvelous time in reunion together up there. And I had a marvelous time at home. <laughs> time. So we both had a marvelous time. <laughs> and when you get back together, you enjoy one another. I wasn't miserable because she was gone and she wasn't miserable because I wasn't with her and it didn't defect our relationship. It's just that we have to, we, we don't have to have each other breathing down each other every second counting down and why your husband, you're going to give your husband a nervous breakdown or your wife won't. Don't be so clingy. Wise as a wife and a husband that knows how to let his or her spouse have some in, invaluable space. I'm trying to help y'all. Number 17, whatever it is. And by the way, this is a part one. Part two is next Sunday. You say, oh, you want me to do it all today? You're going to be here for another two hours. (laughs) You say, what are all these part one and part two? The older I get, the more God gives. And I, and I can only give you some, listen, listen, I can't give you, this, this message has, I don't know, about 20-some points. I can't give you all this at one time. And you can't, you barely practice what I've just given. <laughs> Number 17, don't be so quick to separate or divorce. Don't be threatened. You do that one more time, I'm going to get rid of you. You burn the toast, I'm going to get rid of you. You forget one more time. I'm sick and never tell your spouse, I'm sick and tired of you. Do you realize you one flush? And when you say I'm sick and tired of you, you're saying I'm sick and tired of myself. You're bonded together. Don't be so quick to separate divorce. Hang tough and give God room to work. Be mindful God still hates divorce even when there are biblical grounds for it. Still hates it, doesn't change his attitude. Divorce should never be an option unless your spouse has a hardness of heart and is unrepentant regarding adultery, sexual sins, physical abuse. Uh, He's knocking one tooth out at a time. You say, well, I love him. I'm going to stay there. And all of a sudden, you're toothless. No. Get out. Separate. Don't let him knock all your teeth out. I love him. Boom. No, get out of there. Get out of that. No, 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 no. And some of y'all, it ain't, it ain't physical, it's verbal. You just wear them down. You make them feel so low. You put them down. Everything is a put down. Everything has an overtone to it. Everything is so negative to the point that one spouse can't wait till you die. Now, that's some hard preaching, but I'm saying it. Or either that person, they, they, they don't want to divorce, but say, God, just take me out. Y'all got quiet because you know some truth in it. Just take me out. First Corinthians 7, 10 through 11 says, 
Now to the merit I command, yet not I, but the Lord, a wife is not to depart from her husband, but even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and the husband is not to divorce his wife. Malachi 2.16a says, for the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce, says Malachi 2.16a. And his attitude about divorce is still as it was when he first spoke these words thousands of years ago. In conclusion, remember Satan wants your family. Therefore, you had better seal every potential crack that can become a foothold or opportunity for Satan to destroy your marriage. You know, he wants my marriage. If he can get in my marriage, I've been married one time. We've been married, it'll be 33 years on the 26th of this month. Amen. Amen. We, we, you know, we, we, we have been upset. Yeah, we've been upset. But I, I ain't been so upset that I've cussed, I've never cussed my wife. I've never pushed my wife. I've never threatened my wife. That she is, you can ask her after certain, not now, but after church. You, or maybe she need to come up here now. Y'all be, y'all, never, never do that. I don't yell at her. I don't slam that door. I, I'm not going to do that. That is not my makeup anyhow. You know? But some of you all have treated your spouse so harshly, so insensitive toward them, so cold, so mean. And God is saying, enough of that. Your children grow up in a home like that, and you're teaching them to do their spouses the same way because they will do what they see. And the pattern will be repeated and repeated and repeated. How much is Enough. When is enough enough? And ask yourself, why, God, did you allow me to hear this message? He says, because I expect more than what you are delivering. You're to be soulmates. You're to be best friends. Man, Valentine's Day ought not come and there are no roses nowhere. Matter of fact, there ought to be some roses when there's not a Valentine's Day. You know, Christmas, my wife was asking me, well, what you want? You know, we went shopping in the mall and y'all get real quiet when I do personal illustrations for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but y'all show y'all love personal illustration. We were in Houston and we were at that mall. I don't know what the name of it is. Oh, but uh, you can't know. There wasn't no Galleria. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> it wasn't, believe me, it wasn't no Galleria. No, 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 no. We don't go there. I don't shop. I don't shop down Westheimer and San Felipe and all those. I went to a normal mall. <laughs> so she said, let's go shopping. We went shopping. And she liked this jacket and she liked that jacket. She said, which one? I said, you can have them all. Said, you can have them all. You know, she didn't have 50 of them, by the way. No, don't, you don't exploit that either, but 
you know, and, and it wasn't like she spent, she uh, uh, bought the most expensive thing. It was nice. It was her. She's a classy lady, and that was a classy outfit. And I, and I said, that's your Christmas. You can have it. It's no need me trying to guess what she wants. We too old to be playing games. We've been married 33 years. I'm trying to figure out what she wants. We, we passed all that. Let's go to the store and whatever you want, let's see what we can do about it. And then we got back to the hotel, she said, well, what you want? I said, nothing. I said, I have you. I said, I have my children. I have my grandchildren. We're here seeing my parents. I said, I'm satisfied. I said, I'm satisfied. She bought me something a little later on. She bought something during that season. But I was, I meant what I said. I didn't want a thing. I said, listen, because I buy what I need when I want it. So Christmas ain't that big a deal about shopping. It's about Jesus. You know, if you buy when you need it, then when that time comes, you ain't going all crazy. You know, Rudolph don't motivate me, neither Santa. I told her I was so satisfied. I told her some of the things I had bought myself during the year. And I said, you know, we got this and I bought that. And, you know, I said, I, I am okay. I said, we got each other. We got our children. We're in Houston, and it's well. And I just and she, and we are actually hard to buy for because when I offered them, I asked her. She said she don't want nothing, and I don't want nothing. We got everything we need in our house, you know. And so we don't need nothing else on the walls. Matter of fact, we're the age now. It's time for us to start taking stuff down. <laughs> won't y'all say amen? It's time to start packing up. The older you get, you don't gather. Amen. Stop letting folk fight over your heirlooms or whatever you call it. You're fighting over your stuff. Start giving some of it away while you living. Don't need holding on all that stuff. You're going to still die. You know, just let them, let it go. Let it go. We got some, so we, we're not trying to gather a lot of stuff anymore. We got enough stuff. We've been married 33 years. What, what can you buy us by now? You can't buy us. No, we got enough stuff on the walls. We got enough stuff on the floor. I don't like a lot of clutter, no how. And she don't either. So we're going to start just giving stuff away. I'm closer to heaven now than ever before. And the closer I get to Jesus, the less significance this stuff really means. When you got your husband and your wife, and they don't have Alzheimer's, and, it, and, and, they're not, and they're not having some kind of serious disease, and they got it in their right minds and all these things. Listen, you ought to say thank you, Jesus. When you can see all your children running and playing and see all your grandkids and see your children, they may not be doing as well as they ought, or if, it's, and it, if, if they're not doing that well, it could be worse. Thank God for what you have. And when you have the peace of God living on the inside, it is well with my soul. And all God's children say it. Amen.
I've shared my heart and I tried to be transparent and candid as I can be because it is my prayer that our marriage can be an encouragement and support to your marriage. And I know every marriage is at a different level spiritually. Some marriages are quite young. Some people age-wise are young. You're going to make mistakes. There's no perfect husband, no perfect wife, no perfect child. That's why God instituted forgiveness because of our own imperfections. But, but you know what? You got to have Jesus. And if you don't have Jesus Christ, you're going to, your marriage is going to struggle the balance of your days. And God wants you to come to him. This is the way I preach all the time. As a matter of fact, if you activate this message, you won't need counseling. The gospel is therapeutic. It's healing in the word of God. And you're here today, and you know not the Savior. There's a daddy who needs to step out for his family. There's a, there's a mother, a wife who needs to step out. There's a child who needs to come. There's a widow, a widower who needs to come. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Life comes through Jesus Christ alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. On his terms, you surrender your life to him, anchor your soul in him, and say, Lord, I'm tired of myself. I've made a mess of my family, and I want you to put the broken pieces back together again. And you know what? Your family could be in the biggest mess, but you can't make a mess so big that God can't clean it up. And God wants to clean up your family right now. He wants to bring reconciliation and healing to your family. God loves you, and he brought you here because he wanted to speak peace and wholeness and wellness to your family. And Satan's going to give you every reason to stay in that seat. It doesn't matter what's your first time here. Listen, it may be your last time. You could be dead by midnight. The day you hear his voice, heart not your heart. God is our stronghold. God is our refuge. God is our strong tower. God is our deliverer. God is our healer. God is our provider. God is our everything. He gave his only begotten son to die in our place for our sins. God gave his all for us. As his children, we are obligated to give our all for him. We must remember the Lord our God. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.